Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve. And for the third week in a row, we are privileged to have Dwaylon. Say hi, Dwaylon. How are you doing, guys? And we have been so lucky, and we have decided we're going to probably keep this going every Thursday. What do you think, Dwaylon? Sound like a good idea? Sounds like a great idea. Oh man, I've been having fun. Like you've been having fun. Thank and you. I say, yeah. and I say you look like you're having fun. People don't realize we are actually recording this on Zoom, so we're watching each other. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe one day we'll we'll be confident enough to actually upload the video part too. Yeah. You no. Know, um, but this week we're going to be talking about the money in the bank pay-per-view that's going to be coming up this Sunday. And we're going to give our or we're going to go over the matches and give kind of our own predictions and I have, I will confess, Dwayne and I have not looked at these as hard as what I probably should have, but I kind of have a, in mind what, what I think will happen, but what I would rather happen, you know? Yeah, you know I was, uh, Hope, actually, I told Hope what we were um, going to talk about tonight, and so she asked me what I thought, and I kind of ran, ran through some of the matches and told her what I thought, and she, the ones that we did talk about, she agreed with me, so. Yep. So, um, but before we get started, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listen info. If anyone would like to contact us with any kind of feedback, any kind of show suggestions, just anything at all, just, just say hi. You can reach us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. We're on Twitter at bookingarmchair. We're on Instagram. Just do a search for armchair booking. We're on YouTube, as we mentioned. It's pretty threadbare right now, but we would like to actually add some more videos on there. Uh, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, and of course, Block Talk Radio, because that's our, that is the host. And I believe I have covered everything. Uh, can you think of anything I missed, Waylon? Uh, no, I think you got it. All right, cool. Sad. And see, that's why I have to have people keep you in check, because like I said, I'm getting old, and I'm going to start hiding my own Easter eggs pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> But in the wrestling news this week, unfortunately, we lost one of the greats. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, he was part of the, the headlining match at the very first WrestleMania. And that's when I kind of remember because he actually turned face after that match because he got blamed, you know, for yeah. hyper losing. Yeah. Because, yeah, Piper and, or uh, and Orton turned on him. Yeah. And they blamed him for losing the match. Yep. Even when, though it was Orton, actually, when, when it was actually Orton's fault, they lost. <laughs> yeah. Orton and that broken arm he had had broken for like, you know, two years at that point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you should really go get that checked out. I mean, if your yeah. arm is broken still. It's like, how well, did you get cleared? <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, um, it's of course he so he was a face really the first time I remember ever watching him. And but then I saw the lead up to where you knew he was turning heel against yeah. uh, Hogan. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh man, he's gonna beat Hogan. And they had the um the matchup in Toronto, which you could find on the the network. Well, at least I know you could before they went to Peacock. I I haven't searched for it since it went to Peacock, but uh in front of fifty five thousand people they put oh, in Toronto. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, because that, I mean, they, that, that feud was bringing in money. Yeah. And the man had a, had a body that was just ridiculous. He had, 
you know, he had the abs like on top of his abs. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. You know, and one of the things I noticed, like right away, he was left-handed, you know, so he was mm-hmm. one of the premier left-handed wrestlers. And it seems like everywhere he went, he was just gold, you know, because he went from there oh, yeah. to WCW with, with Paul Roma. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, he got, he teamed with Paul Roma and won like two, two tag team titles. Yeah. They, they were pretty wonderful. I was like, yeah, what is, that's actually not a bad name. No. You know, but we knew who was carrying that team. Oh, absolutely. And he honestly, people have talked about like Jerry Lawler having like the best pile driver, you know, ever. Mm. It was Orndorff. Orndorff's pile driver looked like it legitimately was doing damage. Yeah. It looked like when you hit, it looked, it was, it's one of those, it's still one of those finishers that when you watch, when you watch the video and you see him hit it, you're like, okay, that's it. It's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because he would jump about three or four foot in the air, it come down yeah. on him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, and yeah. He, made it, he made it look believable because you've got a guy his, you know, that size and mm-hmm. that strong, you know, plant, looking like you're planting you on the top of your head. And it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's over. And when he did it to Hogan, when he turned on Hogan, first, you know, he laid him out the clothesline, then he grabbed him in the pile driver. And Hogan was a legit like 310 at the time. At oh, yeah. Yeah. And he got him, didn't even struggle or anything. He got him, jumped oh, up. Man. Yeah. He picked <laughs> like I would pick my three-year-old up. I mean, he picked Hogan up like he was a baby. Yeah. You know, so that shows that Orndorff, I mean, his strength was, um, he, he wasn't backing out from anybody when it came to that. Another thing about Orndorff, I don't know if a lot of people know, is he got into a, he got into a fight backstage at WCW with Vader. Yeah. Wearing flip flops. Wearing flip flops. <laughs> and beat Vader. And, yeah. <laughs> and he won that he won that fight wearing flip flops against Vader. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna go home now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, it just uh, yeah. yeah, it it can't not it cannot go uphill from here. And I think that's actually <laughs> when isn't that when Vader left WCW not long after? It was not long after that, yeah. Yeah, so but yeah, Mr. Wonderful, definitely rest in peace. He'll be missed. Uh, one of one of the all-time greats. Um, and as far as other wrestling news this week, we forgot to mention Jimmy Uso's DUI last week. Um, Jimmy, go get help. Seriously, man, yeah. that's like your fourth one. Yeah, yeah, it's his third. Yeah, it's his third or fourth one. And it's like both the Usos have had DUIs, but like Jay's had one, and apparently that was his wake up call and he didn't have another one, but apparently Jimmy's not, not seeing it. And as you know, a person who had, has had issues in their life with drinking, it's like get help before it gets bad. Right. Exactly. And when it comes to DUIs, I actually take a strong stance against it. Um, I mean, I, and I'll be, I've always told people, give me a call in the middle of the night if you need to. I don't care. I said, I'd rather. I've done the same thing. I don't care if it's three in the morning. I would rather, I'd rather be mad and I'd rather be mad you woke me up and me come get you than be sad that you killed yourself or killed somebody else because you drove drunk. Yep. Because I don't know if you, I mean, uh, you knew this and this, because this is like 31 years ago. My stepdad was almost killed by a drunk driver. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. So that's, uh, you know, I mean, I take a real hard stance against it. You know, so, um, but yeah, Jamie, definitely please get help. And to everybody who bullied Naomi on Twitter, 
I know that was ridiculous. I mean, she had to deactivate her, her like I think she deactivated all of her social medias. She's not even in the uh, I don't know if she's still in the money in the bank match at all. They have her uh, listed on the, they have her listed as it, but they've they haven't mentioned it on TV like since Jimmy got the DUI, they haven't mentioned okay. They her I mean, she was on Raw the other night, but I was also um when uh, Raw was on, you know, uh, my wife Tawana had had her surgery that morning. Yeah. You no, know, so I was kind of watching it, but kind of making sure, you know, I was checking on her, making sure she was. Right. So I wasn't able to keep up with as much as what I, I would normally do. Um, and speaking of that, the surgery, it went well. Awesome. Um, yep, yeah, went smoothly. Uh, she, right now, she's still sore, obviously, but um, she's sore, but very frustrated because there's a lot of things that she can't do that she normally can do like raising her arms above her head things that we really yeah. take for granted yeah. she can't raise her arms above her head she can't bend yeah. over at the waist um my wife is having my wife has been having some uh uh back issues like for wow it's probably been 2 years now hmm. and she's she gets frustrated at times cuz there's a lot of stuff she can't do that she used to be able to do yeah she gets um injections in her in her hip because okay. her um like the nerve like her, uh the nerve in her hip has threaded itself through the muscle yeah Ooh. yeah so she has to get um she has to get injections like every three months but it's not helping as much as it did at the beginning so um have they talked about doing like a nerve um, ablation where they essentially burn, burn the nerve endings off? Uh, they haven't talked about doing it yet, but we've wondered if that's not what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. You might, um, yeah. Ask them to check about that too. Um, now it's weird because sometimes a nerve ending will actually kind of grow back, but at least it'll give, it should, you know, that's one I had that done too. And her pain is actually, we didn't, we, we knew it was pretty great. We didn't realize how bad it had, was until they actually tried that. And even that didn't work, mm. you know, so that, that's why this was, a, having the, the pain medicine pump in, um, implanted into her back, you know, this is a pretty, obviously a pretty huge deal. Cause I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. And then having to have it refilled and it is morphine. We found that out. We thought it was something morphine like drug. No, it's actually morphine that's in there, but it's a very, very low dose. Oh, okay. You know, so it's just enough to keep her, you know, um, out of pain. Right, and they're and they're they're going to have to play with the dose some to see is that okay is it too much is it too little you know they have to find that right dosage but you know but yeah definitely keep her still in her prayers though because you know it's yeah um because and I could send you a picture of the um the incision because I mean it's actually staples that they have in there okay yeah and yeah just definitely not fun so um but in and I told you about my my day with the cars, and I finally got rid of the cars that I had. And yeah, I uh, saw that. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a fun story. Um, last night, I, I don't know if you saw where. Yeah, you saw where I I had locked myself out of the car with the engine running. Yes, as you popped the hood and the doors locked. And doors locked. Of course, I didn't know because cars shouldn't do that. No. <laughs> and, Apparently, and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Ford Fiestas do that. 
but the reason I even popped the hood because the Ford Taurus, in fact, you've, you've seen the Taurus. It was the one I drove mm -hmm. down there, you know, last time I saw yep. you in person. That one, um, the transmission or torque converter, one of the oh. other, went out um, on it uh, right about the time I quit smoking, actually. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that made it harder to, <laughs> to stay not smoking. Yeah. But so the car has basically been in our driveway and then later on I pushed it into the garage. And when I pushed it into the garage, um, I had to jump the battery then and then have my daughter sit in the, the driver's seat and just to steer it while I pushed it with another vehicle into the garage. Oh, okay. All right. So I knew the battery for, you know, however long ago that was. And then I think that was like four years ago because I had let it sit in my driveway for just a year. Um, so knew the batteries were dead. She checked it. Yeah, it was dead. Um, so I tried, you know, okay, we're at to jump the battery. And this was to get it out of the garage because I had a guy lined up to come uh, get it. And the Volvo, which had the front end melted, which is another story. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that was the one that was at my father-in-law's house. And he had a fire in his garage. He was actually going to be replacing the shocks on it for us. Um, he had his own garage there that he, he was actually retired uh, from the factory he used to be uh, a maintenance worker at and he had a wood burning stove in the garage and he thought he had all the embers out and unfortunately didn't oh. and he had walked across the street to his neighbor's house all of a sudden his neighbor basically looked and was like hey you know he turned around the whole thing was ablaze oh wow he managed to get the volvo pushed oh far enough away from uh the garage where it didn't catch fire. However, the heat itself basically melted the front end. It looked like it was crying. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to send you some pictures. You know, uh, it was, it was pretty bad. So, well, so, well, he couldn't leave it at his house, obviously, you know, uh, and, and he actually lost a couple of Harleys, a, like a 73 Nova. He was restoring some other vehicles. Uh -huh. You know, the garage itself was done and he didn't have insurance. He let the insurance lapse. And so everything was just. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. So gone. So, but I had somebody, you know, um, towing service, bring it over to the house. And it's been sitting in our driveway now for the past year and a half. And in fact, he, uh, last year he said, oh, I think I can, you know, it'll only take me like a thousand dollars to fix it. And well, that's the last we heard of it. <laughs> and, you know, so. Uh, after a while, I was like, all right, enough's enough. And it was one of the things we actually got into a pretty bad argument with our neighbors not that long ago. That's why we're putting up a privacy fence. But that was one of the things he brought up. And I'm like, well, that's really none of your business. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, beautification laws. Well, yeah, we don't have those. And yeah. There, believe me, there's plenty of other houses on our street, which us having a one Volvo that is obviously totaled. Yeah, um, is nowhere near like some of the other houses where they have multiple cars which aren't running, and multi, you know they're the yeah, you know, and I'm like yeah, you can just get over. It got pretty heated, but anyway, um, you know, so pull Tawana's car up, and to, I was going to jump it, you know, jump the Taurus, and um, did the did the hood stepped outside the car, closed the door because that's what you do normally when you step outside is you. Right. Right. So I uh, closed the door, got the hood up, said, all right, jumper cables. All right. Go back to the trunk. Whoop, trunk's not opening. Okay. Try it again. Well, that stinks. Maybe, you know, let me see what's going on. Whoop. Oh crap. The doors aren't opening either. 
Oh. And the engine's running. Hmm. Okay, so I come in, I tell Tawana what's going on, and she, of course, she's like, oh, great, you know, because here she is laid up, can't do anything, and yeah, and here I am, you know, getting the keys locked in the car <laughs> while it's running, <laughs> and called AAA, and they said, okay, we'll send somebody out, All right, so I'm seeing the, the person supposed to get here around 10 till 9, and I'm watching on the, you know, the GPS, it's on the app, and yeah. When they're about 15 minutes out or so, all of a sudden it says job completed. And I was like, oh, ho, oh, oh. job, job Yeah, job completed. Um, nobody's even arrived yet. And I called them up and I was like, hey, I just got a notification said the job's completed, but nobody's been here. And she said, oh, Sarah, is your number, you know, um, last four, 1315? I said, no, my number is 1312. And she's like, oh. She said, okay, we <laughs> gave the driver the wrong number. So the driver had called this wrong number. Whoever answered the phone said, we never called AAA. He called oh. his dispatch and his dispatch said, well, and, and I guess it must be a common enough issue that they just went ahead and, and canceled the job, called it completed. And I was like, no, no, no. I said, and she's like, okay, okay. And, you know, she reopened the job. She was very apologetic. You know, they're all very, they're very professional. Um, mm -hmm. even when they made a mistake, they were still very professional and they were, you know, they owned up to it. And then there, the dispatch actually called me and she said, well, sir, you know, we were told that you canceled. I said, no, I said, I did y'all called the wrong number. And I explained the difference between my number and they were mm -hmm. saying, Oh my God. I said, yeah. And I said, obviously you have the right number now. I said, yes, I do. <laughs> so, so they had to reopen the job and then the guys finally came out. Uh, they got here around 10 30. Um, it was at least 1030 when they got out and I told them, you know, they got, the, I mean, they got it open like real quick. They had this little thing that used to pry open the door, just nothing, stick this little widget thing in there, big long metal thing. And they, then, and he actually rolled down the window. So we were able to get the thing open and oh my God, the car was so cold inside because the AC was running on full blast the whole time. <laughs> so, but I explained to them what I was, um, doing i said yeah i have a guy that's supposed to come out i'm scrapping both this taurus and the volvo and the guy looked at he said oh he said i was one of the ones who brought this volvo here i was like really he said yeah he said because he said i think it was like what your father-in-law's garage had burned down and he's like yeah he said yeah he said i'm the one who brought this volvo over here i was like all right you know cool you know so he, he definitely remembered it and he said well how much are you getting you know for the scrap i said all oh, the guys give me 350 and he said, really? He said, I can beat that. He said, hold on. And he got to look around both cars, got to look at a couple of things. And he said, I'll give you 75 more than that. He said, I'll come pick them both up tomorrow at the same time. I was like, what? He said, yeah. He said, let me verify that with my boss. And he called his boss and he came back. He's like, yep. And he said, yeah. He said, 425. I said, sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he came out today and he got both of them and we had to get all the cars cleaned out. Um, because that's one thing with, with, um, you know, with such little notice. And we, that was one of the things we were going to, I was going to pull the Taurus out so we could at the garage so we could get it cleaned out last night. But of course everything got delayed. It was three hours later than what it should have been. And right. my daughter was like, dad, I'm going to bed. I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I got the, and he brought cash money and gave it to me, got the cars and, you know, so that was, it's hard watching someone take away some vehicles because, you know, you get attached to vehicles sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, especially because that Volvo we were actually brought back with us from England. Oh, did you? 
Yeah. Uh, we bought it from another American couple who they had, when they had left, um, they didn't want to fool with all the, the stuff because it, it's a pain shipping a vehicle. And you know, so they asked us if we wanted to buy it. We're like, yep. You know, so we brought that back with us. And so since we got it back here, we've driven it down to North Carolina, down to um, actually down to Mississippi to go see uh, Alan and, and his family. Okay. You know, and also New Orleans. We're doing that. And we've driven it down to Orlando to Disney. Um, and the Taurus, I mean, of course, bought that when I was stationed in Dayton. That car has been all the way down to Pensacola, Florida. It's been down to Hopkinsville. Uh, actually, yeah, it's been well past Hopkinsville, obviously, because came out to see you. Yeah. You know, um, it's been down to North Carolina quite a few times. It's, you know, so it's, it's also got its fair share of miles put on it. And, you know, so between the two of them, we have probably 250,000 miles at least. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, now we had to say bye, you know, so that was, that was kind of hard. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, so how's your week? Um, busy as usual. Oh, just yep. working see, I have, job and then running the business and just, I, I have never known Joyla to not be busy. <laughs> and then six kids in the house at once. <laughs> Uh, they better leave fat daddy alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and we were both so busy. That's when I had, you know, hit his mother. I was like, Oh crap. We don't have a subject to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Hey, wait a minute. Money in the bank. It's coming up. Hey, yep. Let's do it. So, and so that is how Joellen and I, despite being very, very busy, came up with a good subject for tonight's show. Yep. Yep. Because, uh, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which I thought it seemed like it was a little later than the years previous. And sure enough, I guess they're, they're, they finally brought it back to July. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had moved it around like several times. Like sometimes it was like the next pay-per-view after, after WrestleMania. And then sometimes they do it in like June. But I think July is good because then that way you got you kind of got some built-in stories to lead into SummerSlam. Yes. Yep. Um, because we know they don't have programs that last like six months to a year like the way they used to. Now it's like month over month over month. Yeah. If, no. if that, sometimes it's like a week or two. Sometimes matches get a week or two build and then then they get blown off of the pay-per-view and they move on to the next thing. It's like there's no like you said, there's no long-term booking and I know everything can't have long-term booking, but your more important matches need to have more than just, you know, a month feud. Exactly. You know, cause think about how long did Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair uh, feud? Oh, I mean, it was years. It was years. Yeah. yeah. Even, even when they were even in between Flair and Dusty, like when, Flair was feuding with someone else over the world title or Dusty was feuding with Tully or whatever. They always came back Their mm -hmm. Their feud never, it was always simmering right underneath. And then that way they could always come back to it. Yeah. And like Jimmy Valiant and Paul Jones, that lasted forever. And yeah, you know, it was the same thing. They both kind of go off and feud with other people, but then they'd come right back. You know, it was like a bad yeah. relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, then you have like the um, the rock and rolls and the midnights. I mean, yeah. they took their feud for years over different territories. Yeah, 
Yep. You know, so it, it proves, I mean, you can have a program like that and you can make it last. Yeah. But as far as like the money in the bank, and I'm going to have to pull it up on my, on my phone, I'm just going to the Wikipedia page. Yeah, and, that's what I've got pulled up for the match listing. Oh, heck yes. And I don't really see really any long-term these are all kind of short. Well, I think the longest one might be Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Yeah. Um, kind of Roman and edge. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I, I do like the story that they built with Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston. Yes. I'm glad Kofi's getting finally getting his rematch after that nine second squash that they did to him with Brock Lesnar. I hated that. And then, and you know, he loses in nine seconds and he gets no offense in at all. And then they just shoot him right back to the tag team scene. Like he had never been a world champion. And it's like, yeah, come on. Well, and not only that, but then, well, Brock basically doesn't want to be on SmackDown. So they put him back on raw and he took the title with them and they moved the universal title to SmackDown. Yeah. So Kofi gets no, Nothing. you know, never got his rematch. So I'm glad that they're having that match and i'm glad that they're because i was worried what they were doing with bobby lashley for a minute because you know he was a destroyer Mm -hmm. there you know for the longest they finally after all the crappy booking that they did with him since he's come back they finally had lashley how they should have been booking him the whole time yeah he wins the title he slaughters the miz a couple of times He's, you know, he's gone through McIntyre. He went through Strowman, but then they had it where he's coming out and he's, you know, he's smiling and he's got, you know, partying all the time and he's got the women behind him celebrating and all that. And it's like, and then he's losing non-title matches constantly. And then, but Monday on Raw, he lost to Xavier Woods in the opening match. And then he comes out, MVP was having like a, you know, the the VIP lounge thing he does and was having the, uh, a party and Lashley asked the ladies to leave and then told him, he's like, Kofi was right. He's like, all this stuff we've been doing lately has cost me my edge. He said, the only thing that I'm, the only enjoyment I'm concerned with now is breaking anybody who comes after my title. And then he proceeded to trash that whole set. And it's like, there we go. Yeah. That's that's what we need. We need a we need a angry Bobby Lashley at the Termin Kofi Kingston. The match sells itself. Yeah. And Bobby Lashley, he was one that, that Conrad Thompson, he he said it, he said, if you were gonna go pull up a Webster dictionary and say, show me a picture of a professional wrestler, it would be Bobby Bobby. Lashley. Yeah, they they always say that about, like, JBL was notorious. He always said that. If if you build a pro wrestler from the ground up, it would be Randy Orton. No, if you built a Mm -hmm. professional wrestler from the ground up, it's Bobby Lashley. He has the size, the speed, the technical skill. People don't give him enough credit for his technical wrestling, which he can absolutely do. The dude's a striker. I mean, he's done MMA and Mm -hmm. succeeded at MMA at Bellator. I mean, the guy's got everything. And the, his, his own, probably the only chink in the armor is the mic skills. But, but if you just let him be himself and talk, mm-hmm. he's fine on the mic. Just quit giving 
quit giving these people these scripted promos and do what and let them do what they used to do in the attitude era where it's them just cranked up to 11. Yes. Yeah. A thousand times. Yes. Stop with the scripted promos and Bobby Lashley. Now his voice being soft-spoken, you know, the voice doesn't match the look. No, it's like Mike Tyson. The voice right. doesn't match the look. <laughs> yeah. But, but you forget that the voice is like that when you see Mike Tyson knock somebody out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And Bobby Lashley, I mean, it, because I think he is genuinely a nice guy. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, you know, anything I've ever seen about people that have worked with him said that he's one of the nicest guys that they've ever worked with. A lot of guys, right. when he was in TNA, a lot of guys in TNA said they loved working with him. And another difference between him and Randy Orton is Bobby Lashley was actually, he got an honorable discharge from the army. Whereas Randy yep. Orton got a bad conduct discharge of the Marine Corps. Yep. And Bobby Lashley, his job in the army was to wrestle. Yeah. He was training up. I mean, and you don't see that very often and being former military, it's kind of, uh, it's that one's kind of hard to look at. Um, but he was training. I want, I want to say for the Olympics, but he yeah, was, I think he was. He won several of the, you know, the armed forces competitions. And I think he was training for the Olympics, but I'm not sure what happened, why he um, didn't end up going. I know he um, he stopped a bank robbery. Oh, really? And got hurt in the process. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, so think about that. He's also a bona fide hero. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was in Colorado Springs, and Colorado Springs, that's where the Olympic uh, training center is. Oh, okay. You know, and um, I don't know if you've ever been out to Colorado Springs. No, I never have. Oh, oh, one thing is beautiful. I will say that I love I love Sea Springs, but everybody talks about Denver being the Mile High City. Colorado Springs is higher than Denver. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> and you know, because I've been out there a few times, and a buddy of mine, he was stationed there forever. He told me, he said, "Yeah, if you're out here for more than a couple of weeks, he said you'll get at least one nosebleed." because of how high the altitude is. Yeah. And yeah, so they train them at this really, really high altitude. Um, it's kind of like, you know, like the Ethiopians and Kenyans, when it comes to marathon running, yeah. they dominate the world when it comes to marathon running because they train in the mountains where the altitude is, it is just ridiculously high. And so then you get them down at, at sea level, like in Boston, they're like, Oh, this is nothing. Boom. And they're just gone. And so they train the same way with the, the Olympic centers. That way, when they do go to the actual Olympics, because they're never at like really high altitude Olympics. So all of a sudden they have more oxygen than what they're used to. They're like, Oh, this is great. And I know when I went out there, because the last time I went out there, I was there TDY from England. And we were, we were at England. We were like literally like three foot above sea level. Mm -hmm. And then I go out to Colorado Springs and one day we got done with whatever we're working. I went to the gym and I got on the elliptical and I was like, oh, oh, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, so it's, it's different. So when you train out there, like Lashley's done. And like I said, with all the MMA and all the striker, I mean, he really is like the complete wrestler, you know, with the, like I said, also the one chink may be the mic skills, but now but that's he's got to be people. Exactly. And so, yeah. Um, so as far as this coming Sunday, him and Kofi, what do you think is going to happen? And, and, and what do you think should happen if, um, if it's different? 
Um, honestly, I think Bobby Lashley's going to win, and really, I think he should win. Nothing against Kofi, but Bobby Lashley is he's worked 16 years to get that title and I'm I don't see them taking it off him just yet because I think they're still looking for that money match with him and Lesnar. Yep. But I don't I don't see them giving it I don't see them giving it back to Kofi just because I don't think Vince sees Kofi. Vince never saw Kofi as a main event guy. It was kind of like he it was Kofi was in the same spot with that Daniel Bryan was. He didn't Vince didn't see Daniel Bryan as a main event guy either, but the fans did, so he had no other choice than right. to book it. But I think Bobby, I think Bobby will win. I think it'll be a great match, and it will also be a historical match because it's the first time in the history of the WWE title that two black men are are wrestling for that championship. And I didn't even realize that until you had uh, told me that earlier in the week, and I was like, "Oh my god, how can they?" I know, like it's you know, it's taken to 2021 for two black men to fight for that that company's most prestigious championship. Right, and that that's a travesty, actually. Yeah. When you think about all the talented black men who have been in the yeah. WWE and the WWF before that. Well, you look at if you look at throughout wrestling. I was trying to think of all the matches that I could think of with two black men fighting for a world title and that I could think of there's only been seven. This will be the seventh. Wow. That I can think of. And it's like you've had, you know, you had The Rock and Booker T at SummerSlam 2001, uh, Ron the Truth Killings versus. Um, Monty Brown in the early days of TNA for the NWA world title uh, Jay Lethal and Kenny King for the Ring of Honor world title uh, not just two black men two black people period because you, you have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair Bianca. from yep. this past uh, Wrestlemania um, I'm drawing a blank on the other ones, but I know I, I have them listed and it's, I think it was like seven, seven matches, seven times throughout wrestling that like major world titles were defended with two black people in the match. And, and did you see where Sasha and Bianca, they actually won an ESPY award? I saw that. Yes. Yep. That's, that was amazing. Yep. So, I mean, then. Yeah, that match was amazing, but I mean, yeah, I think I think amazing may be understatement. I mean, that was yeah. that's I've still yet to see, and I watch wrestling from all different companies, from you know WWE to New Japan, everything in between. I've still yet to see a match that was better, that's been better so far this year than yeah. those two women put on. Oh, they they brought it, and yeah, absolutely, <laughs> they raised that bar extremely high. Yeah, they deserve. Yeah. Every minute of that main event. Yep. Vince better be glad he didn't put them like the middle of the card. It's like, you might as well just stop the show now. Nobody's going to yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what do you, what do you think? You think I, honestly, I think, I think the same thing, but I think there's going to be some kind of shenanigans. Um, of course, this is me. I always throw those weird predictions in there. And you know, every once in a while I get them right. Um, <laughs> every once in a while uh, with, Xavier Woods actually beating Bobby Lashley 
I have a feeling they're going to have some interference part from MVP. Um, just because, I mean, I think Kofi, it's going to be a good fight and it's going to be competitive. It's not going to be like, you know, Kofi against Brock and they just like, okay, we're going to take the title, put him on Brock. And I'm thinking they were doing it then just because Brock Lesnar is this huge name for people outside of wrestling, you know, for yeah. people, you know, and, and then all of a sudden they moved him to raw and I'm like, y'all really just screw Kofi over again. Yep. Yep. And I mean, you talking about going from headline and WrestleMania to what was it? Six months later, Austin, pew, I mean, they just sucked the wind right out of his sail. Yep. And I think Xavier Woods will get involved just to keep MVP out of it. But I think Lashley will take it, but it'll be with some form of cheating because he's Probably. a heel and yeah. they always yeah. want to have the heels cheat. Yeah. But it makes it look impossible to beat him uh, because for one thing, he's Bobby Lashley. I mean, he's this big right. monster heel and who can destroy people and just crush somebody just, you know, for looking at him funny. And, you know, at the same time you can show, okay, he can be beat. Oh, nope. He, he will, he's definitely not going to um, not cheat if he doesn't, he's going to do whatever it takes to win. So, right. Right. Um, and I'm kind of, I'm the order of the Wikipedia page. They actually put the money, in the bank matches first, but I want to cover those. Um, well, you know what? It depends. We don't know the order. They're going to have the matches yet. Yeah. Cause a lot of times they, especially with fans being back, I'm sure one of the, one of the ladder matches will open so they can get the crowd hot. Cause right. they usually, I know when they, when they've had it before with, you know, before the pandemic and they had it with fans, they would, they would space, space out the ladder matches. They'd have one to open the show, get the, get the crowd really hot. Then they'd have a cool off match. And I'm, I figure that cool off match is probably going to be AJ and Omos versus the Viking Raiders for the raw tag titles. Yes. Um, this one, this, this feud, first of all, it's not doing it for me. No, <laughs> it's really not. Well, one, it's just, I'm, I like the fact that AJ is, you know, trying to help Omos come along as a wrestler. And I like that, but it's just, yeah, the, these two, I'm, these two teams, just this, I could care less about this match, honestly, just, yeah. it's just not interesting. And I hate what they've done to, they call them the Viking Raiders all they want. They're still War Machine. Yeah. And they were War Machine when I watched them in Ring of Honor in New Japan. They'll always be War Machine to me. And if they'd have just let them come in and do what they did on the independent, so to speak, it'd been much better than having to hype up the Viking gimmick. Yeah. And that's uh, either, either one of them even from. And any of the Scandinavian countries? No. The closest thing either one of them have is uh, Roe, his wife, is uh, he's married to Sarah Logan. Ah, okay. She has, she's of Viking, you know, descent. Wasn't she from Louisville? Yeah. Yep, because she was the one that said, she's from the backwoods of Kentucky. And I'm like, yeah, she's from yeah. Louisville. Yeah, she's Not from backwoods. Yeah. the biggest well, city because, in Kentucky. Because Vince McMahon thinks that Every southern state, every southern state or town is backwoods. That's because he grew up in a backwoods town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he grew up in Havelock, North Carolina. 
Yeah, I mean that that was a pretty rough rough one. Woof, that's a pretty rough one. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Eric, he was his he's he's from Cleveland. Um, yeah. And the other one, Ivar. Yeah. Kind of interesting names. Um. Yeah, it's it. it the, I don't know why they had to change it from Hanson and Rowe. It's like the, the WWE kills me with the oh we've got to we've got to stick our own gimmick and names on these guys, and it's like just go with what works. Whatever got mm-hmm. them when they were doing this over here that got you interested in them, then just leave it alone and go with it. In fact, I'm even wearing perfect example. Yeah, exactly. Wearing a Rusev Day shirt. Rusev Day was the biggest thing and they never pulled the trigger. And it's like, how could you not? He was the most over thing in the company. It was. And you still just, (laughs) what the problem is, it's again, it's like with Christian or Zack Ryder or anybody else who's gotten themselves over in spite of the company's booking, they will squash it simply because they didn't, they weren't the ones to get it done. I had a supervisor like that once. If it wasn't his idea. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had a few yeah. of those. Yep. And, but if it was an idea that he didn't think of and he liked it though, oh, he, he would actually try to take credit for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, kind of like kind of like Stephanie McMahon did with the women's revolution. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now that match, just looking at it, I could see them giving the Viking Raiders the title because AJ and Amos having the title. I, I know part of it is to give try to give almost a little bit more experience because he may be seven foot tall, but he's still green. Yeah. He's green is very green. Yeah. And putting him with AJ, I think, is a good idea because AJ could actually kind of take him with his ring and show him some things, especially because AJ can do it all tag team singles. I mean, it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a good right. pairing. Exactly. I, there's a, it's just strange to have them as a tag team champions. Yeah. Um, so I it, could... it, it worked. It worked good when Omos was like, AJ's bodyguard, because you could kind of see what I thought was coming was, was the typical, like, diesel-type thing to where, right. well, this guy, you know, he's not that good in the ring, and, you know, he's going to be the bodyguard to the more, you know, the more established guy, but then the more he's with this guy, he's going to get better, and then they're eventually going to feud, and the feud is going to make the, big, the, the greener guy better, is what I thought right. they were going with before they won the tag titles that I was like, uh, no disrespect to AJ, but it's like, no, that's just not a good fit. <laughs> no. And, you know, so I, I can see the Viking Raiders. Uh, I would prefer if the Viking Raiders were to win it because it would kind of take the titles off of AJ and almost and let them kind of move and do other things. It wouldn't kind of, yeah. kind of tie them down to that. But I have a feeling they're going to keep the titles on AJ and, and almost. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think the Viking Raiders should win it, but I think AJ and uh, Omos are going to, going to keep it, especially what I've read here recently in the last couple of weeks, Vince McMahon has kind of sent down an edict that they're going to start hiring uh, bigger guys and it's like, 
we already, you know, he's got, he's got several big guys, but it's like, he went through this in the mid two thousands and you see how bad the product got with just mm-hmm. trying to push all these huge guys who you couldn't get a good match out of. I mean, it's one thing to have an amazing body. You look at Paul Orndorff though, Paul Orndorff had an amazing body, yeah. but could, could out wrestle just about everybody he was in the ring with. Yeah. And now it's like we're it's like we're slowly go, after years of signing talented guys from the independents and ignoring you know that size restriction. Now we're going back to oh we got to have these big beefy guys because that's what everybody thinks a pro wrestler should be. And it's like it'd be the same thing as if you said every pro basketball player has got to be you know six foot five and it's like no some of the smallest guys have had the, some of the most successful careers yeah and jordan was what six 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 yeah yeah uh but then you have shack who's shack was shack seven two yeah um and you can have that but then you also have mugsy bokes who was all exactly. of five foot five i think five six yeah well you look at like Steph Curry. Steph Curry's probably six feet tall. I mean, he's yep. a you know he's a good sized guy in normal life, but in basketball, he's a small guy. Right. Three time champion, scoring titles, best pure shooter in the game. Yeah. And the year that they should have won it, the year that the the Cavaliers, uh, and I know we're kind of <laughs> side sidetracking all of a sudden talking about NBA. Um, the okay, my son just let me know Shaq is seven foot one. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, the year that uh, Steph Curry and Golden State should have won was, you know, of course, the year that, that the Cavaliers. Oh, yeah, when they pulled the uh, the comeback. Yeah, and it just tells you how good of a team Golden State was. They lost more games in the playoffs than what they had the entire regular season. Yeah. You know, that yep. – they should have won that. Uh, and Steph Curry, you just handed the ball. He could be sitting there signing an autograph, you know, eight a foot away from the basket. He'll get the ball for a second, just kind of hook it, not even look. And you know, the ball's going in. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> he warms up by shooting the ball from the tunnel and hits and, and hits it. I mean, no bank, no rim, no anything, just nets. He shoot, he practiced mm. the, the way he practices, he shoots at least a hundred threes of practice. Like he has to hit a hundred threes, or he just no. He 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 shoot. That's how many shots he takes okay. from beyond three in practice. And they said normally he hits at least eighty five of those. <laughs> <laughs> that ah oh, that that is scary. And he played ball at Davidson. Yep. Yep. Um. Where off another off subject, off subject. I have a cousin who's going to be play, playing football at Davidson. Oh, really? Oh, yep. It was one. He's actually the brother of the guy who actually played at North Carolina. Oh, okay. And his other brother played at NC State for a season. Cool. Was, so they have some football in that family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there, and there's one more uh, brother who's supposed to be better than all three of them. Yeah, who's coming up still? He's still in high school. <laughs> That's yeah. So anyway. But back to wrestling, though, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so 
as far as Roman and Edge. Okay. I personally, it's Roman. It's, they're not going to take the title off Roman yet. They've still got too much money to be made. There's still the potential match with him and John Cena. There's still the potential match with him and The Rock. I don't see them giving it to Edge. And I'm just, I'm not a fan of the Edge comeback story. I'm just, I'm not really, I mean, he wins, you know, he wins the Rumble. I think he eliminated like two people in the run in the entire rumble he came in at number one and eliminated like two people and won the rumble and then you know of course which gave him the right to face the champion but that wrestlemania match which was really good it was a really good match but i i think it had been a better match if it just been roman reigns and daniel bryan one-on-one yeah and but i did like that roman did exactly what he said he was going to do. He was going to stack both of them and pin them both at the and, same time. And he did. I and mean, he, he but and Roman, Roman Reigns is doing the absolute best work of his career. This, this heel turn has been a saving grace for him because he was headed down that John Cena road where he was going to get booed out of the building for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody liked everybody knew what he was capable of if they would just take the handcuffs off and let him do what he's capable of doing and this you know the tribal chief stuff he is he is absolutely the final boss of wwe it's like even the theme song is his new entrance music is just perfect for his character it's like it's like the for the final boss of a video game it's like you hear that <laughs> it's like I've done all this work and now I still have to beat him. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Kind of like me playing, you know, kind of going old school a little bit. Zelda link to the past. Yes. Yes. And I've, and like I've, I've, done, I've done all these trials and it's like, I still have to beat this boss and this and, is the hardest person to beat. <laughs> and I have it saved right now. And I tried it today, but I have it saved where that's the only thing I have to do is just go and just beat that guy. And I was like, okay, I've done this before. I've done this before. And finally, I had to hand the control to my son before I threw it. <laughs> it was, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I have just, to do that myself. I have to hand stuff to my son sometimes. It's like, I'm like, here, can you get this? And then he does it in like two minutes, and I've been working on it for two hours. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh actually, I handed my son. He didn't even want to play. He just he wanted to play Minecraft. <laughs> you know, so, um, but I agree with you that I'm, I'm a little tired of the edge comeback story uh it was great when he came back at the royal rumble it showed yeah you know what i had another surgery and they were able to fix it and now i'm back and then you know he went against randy orton at, yeah in that extremely boring match at that yes, wrestlemania the one they advertised as advertised as the greatest match ever and the reason they did that come to find out is so when you go google the greatest match ever, the greatest wrestling match, whatever, it's going to pop that up automatically because that's yeah. what they titled it. Yeah. If y'all going to call it that, make it that. that exactly. Match, that match was, like you said, it's boring. I'm like, oh my God, it's still going on. It's been half an hour. Yeah. Oh. And so I, I wasn't a fan of that match. Uh, I do like Edge, but 
Actually, yeah, I like I like Edge, but it's like I'm okay with guys coming back, but sometimes when they come back, it's like okay, it's like you've done all this stuff, you you know, you had this send off. It's like just leave it be. Yeah. And with Edge, I kind of felt like that. I hated that he had to retire early because of injury. But it's like this comeback. I mean, he's wrestled what? I think one, two. This will be his fifth match. And two of which were Royal Rumbles. Yeah, two of which were Rumbles. His second title match. Actually, this will be, yeah, take that back. This will be his sixth match back. He had two Rumbles, two matches with Orton, because he tore his bicep in the second match with Orton, and then he was out. And then he had the WrestleMania match, WrestleMania triple threat, this past WrestleMania, and now he's getting another title shot at Roman. And it's like, I feel like Edge is in that spot because they don't have anybody for Roman to fight because Roman has gone through. All that all that's left is if they pull the trigger on the feud with him and Seth, which would make sense given their history. Mm-hmm. But WWE doesn't like to do heel versus heel. So right. somebody's got to be a face. They're not going to turn Roman's face yet. He'll eventually become face again, but they're not going to do it yet because there's too much money to be made with what he's doing now. Seth is a natural heel. Seth is not a believable face. Right. So unless, until they can get those money matches with Cena and, and The Rock, you know, I guess Edge is just holding somebody's place. And Edge, like you said, he comes back three matches into it. He gets hurt. Yeah. And so he's out again for a little bit. Yeah. He comes back. And I want to say, didn't he get hurt again? Or was that a kayfabe hurt after? That, I think that one was a kayfabe when he he did legitimately tear his bicep in the second the second match with Orton. And then I think the other one was kayfabe. Um I think he had some lingering stuff. They were just trying to give him time to kind of heal up, but nothing major. But I think that was just a kayfabe injury. But it's like he's just kind of pops in and out. And it's like, that's really not how you build a feud. It's right. like, <laughs> it's not, especially if you want this feud to be ongoing, that's not how you do it. It's like, you can't just have this guy like, there was no explanation of why he disappeared after WrestleMania. You yeah. know, him and him and Daniel Bryan get pinned. And then Daniel Bryan's still there feuding over the title. But, you know, Edge just, just disappears until a few weeks before Money in the Bank. Right. And, you know, of course, Christian came back for two weeks and then left and went to AEW. Yeah. And that's actually something else too. I just now, it just now hit me. Edge has come back. He's been back for a year and a half now. He's had, like I said, six matches, two are rumbles, mm-hmm. and a, then a, a title match or two title matches. This this will be his second title. Second, match. yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, they just let a, a, another bunch of wrestlers go a few weeks ago. Yeah, yep. Who have been there the entire time? Yeah exactly who who could who could have potentially been built up to be a championship contender if they'd have just like 
Strowman, if they did, if they had pulled the trigger on Strowman when he was hot, that would have been the perfect time. But as usual, Strowman was getting over in spite of what Vince McMahon's booking idea was. So he didn't put the title on him then. Then by the time they do put the title on him, he only got the title because Roman had to pull out of WrestleMania. Right. And Goldberg had to drop it to somebody because you knew Goldberg wasn't holding it that long. But so I think Roman's going to walk out with it. I don't think giving it to Edge would be a good idea anyway, uh, considering his his tendency to get hurt. Yep. But I think Edge might just retire for good after this match because part of the reason he came back is because he had to leave on not his own terms when he, you know, the yeah. he had to retire. Yeah. I mean, when I watch even now, I mean, I watch it. I mean, and it's, it's hard not to have your, your eyes well up whenever you, oh, yeah. you know, and so he came back now he could actually do it on his own terms. And, he, and of course, when wrestlers leave, they should leave with a loss. Yeah. And Steve Austin always Steve Austin always said that he's like when you when you know that this is your last match, you should you should end that match staring at the lights. You spoke you should do the honors for whoever you're in the ring with. Right. And I think the rare exception would be like the Undertaker. Of course, the Undertaker may not have realized at the time, you know, him and AJ. I don't think he knew that was going to be his last match. I think that was decided after the fact. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, but he even said, you know, he also wanted to make up for the, the horrible match he had against Roman and then the, the even worse match he had against Bill Goldberg. Yeah. And I mean, he's had his last good WrestleMania match before the Boneyard match. I enjoyed the Boneyard match. Um, it, I thought it was. It was very entertaining. They worked within, you know, Undertaker's limitations and, you know, put on a, you know, an entertaining match, if you want to call it that, a good fight. Right. But him, Undertaker and CM Punk from WrestleMania 29 was his last good WrestleMania match. Yeah, because Lesnar wasn't good. No, because he got um, he got knocked out like five minutes within into the match. Right. So he, yeah, so he was concussed the entire match. And had to go to the hospital. I mean, it was pretty bad. And yeah. You know, the match the next year against Wyatt, uh, you know, that should have been that match should have already happened because of their similarity in characters. And Bray should have won that match. Yes. And but that's another one. Bray Wyatt's another one that they so they're gonna push and then they don't. Gonna push him yeah. and then they don't. Well, I think it's like I think the feigned gimmick, it got over. And then I think they're like, oh, we got to slow this down because they're they're cheering him and we want, you know, we want them to boo. And it's like the fans are going to do the fans are going to take to whatever wrestler they take to. And you're not going to be able to change their mind. Right. So why ruin a good wrestler? Because you don't agree with what the fans are thinking. It's like the fans are paying the bills. So. I'm not saying the fans can, you know, should control every single detail, but without the fans, you see how wrestling has been without fans. Right. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, the, I, I applaud every man and every woman that has worked their tail off during the pandemic 
to entertain us as wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. But you can tell there was something missing the entire time. Yep. And, you know, so I think we both agree Roman Reigns going to win it and Roman Reigns probably should win it. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, and I, I think, and I'll just throw in the extra thing of, I think edge might just retire for good. Mm. Um, now Rhea Ripley and Charlotte flair. Oh, I need this feud to be over. <laughs> because I, I agree. It's here's my issue. My issue is not with Rhea Ripley. I've liked Rhea Ripley since I first saw her in the first May Young Classic, all the way through to her NXT run. I've liked her on the main roster. I I love Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair is so overpushed. People want to talk about Roman being overpushed when before the heel turn. Charlotte Flair is so overpushed. She is already at 14 world titles. Yes. Since she debuted oh. like from NXT, she you know, she had the the one reign as NXT Women's Champion. Debuted on the main roster in 2016. In 5 years she has made she has won 13 world titles on the main roster see five years or 60 months and so you're talking an average of a little over four months per reign yeah yeah wow yeah becky lynch Lynch said it best in a promo she said as she told charlotte she's like your reigns may have been plentiful but my reign meant something Mm -hmm. she's like my single reign means more than your multiple reigns and she was spot on because it's like absolutely i'm not saying that charlotte flair is a bad wrestler because she's not she is a phenomenal wrestler but at the same time it's like give someone else a chance Mm -hmm. you know you have other women on the roster that deserve that kind of spotlight and it's like you keep going back to this well and it's like Nobody wants this. You can tell the they're gonna, they're going to see it when the fan fan reaction Sunday at the pay per view, and they keep trying to push Rhea Ripley as the heel, which is not going to work because people love Rhea Ripley. Yeah, and they do not like Charlotte, and it's not. It's gotten to the point. It's not heel heat. She's getting. She's getting that go away heat. Oh, and the go away heat's bad. Yeah, and she's <laughs> getting that because it's like she's been just shoved at us for years and it's like i get she's rick flair's daughter she's a great wrestler but there's a hundred great wrestlers on that roster and Give, what wasn't rhea ripley the one who dominated the elimination chamber a couple years ago yes she Which, dominated the elimination chamber she dominated war games and nxt it's like this is who you should build your women's division around she's the chief the champion she should keep the title, but it would not surprise me if they put the title on Charlotte. Well, and I just remember that from the elimination chamber because I was watching that going, okay, they are definitely going to be pushing her because yeah. she came out, pinned one, gone. The next one comes out, pinned one. It was almost like, you know, the Royal Rumble when you have that yeah. one dominant person. Yeah. And it had every indication that they were going to be pushing her to the moon. And then they just stopped. Yeah. And no explanation and so finally you know she's come around where they they've got the title on her 
And like you said, now are they, God, I hope they don't give it back to Charlotte. I, I, I have a bad feeling that they're going to give it to Charlotte. And because Charlotte, and I think she also may have lost a little bit of respect from people when she left for a little bit and she came back and she had had enhancements done again. Yeah. And I, well, I know the one time she left because one of her enhancements started leaking and it was actually an emergency situation. Yeah, it had ruptured and they had to they had to replace it really quick or it was going to do some serious damage. Yeah, it was it was going to get in her bloodstream and poison her. Yeah. And like I have no issue if I mean that's it's her body if she wants to get enhancements that's fine. But it's like and you want to take time off for that? That is, you know, that's fine. But don't take time off, you know, for cosmetic surgery, come back and get just automatically reinserted into the title picture while other people have been working nonstop the whole time. Right. And I want Rhea Ripley to win it. God, it's hard to predict what will actually happen. Um, And I think part of this comes, well... We'll have to actually talk about the two Money in the Bank matches because I think one of the Money in the Bank matches is going to affect a. Um, it's going to affect one of the actual uh, world title matches, and I'm just now realizing. Okay, they have the the Raw Women's Championship. Oh, they they don't have anything for the SmackDown. That's right because Bailey yeah, Bailey, Bailey got hurt. Yeah, training at the Performance Center because they were doing the Vince McMahon had mandatory training because they were going back out on the road. Right. Which is ridiculous because these are people that train all the time, so they already know what they should be doing. But so she was doing some, I think she was doing some like chain wrestling and it was just a freak accident tore ACL. She's going to be out at least nine months. So they pull that match from the pay-per-view. So Bianca is defending the title against Carmella tomorrow night on SmackDown. And so they're just not going to have anything. Nope. So, so we know the, we know the SmackDown women's title will not change hands Sunday because it won't be that change. The Bianca won't be on the show. Um, I think Zelina Vega will win the women's Money in the Bank match. Really? Yeah. I think that that is my pick. I I don't think they're ever going to do anything with Liv Morgan. Sure. The Natalia is just Natalia is just another body in these type of matches. They're not going Natalia's had her day in the sun, so to speak, with the women's title. She's had, you know, her and Tamina are the tag champions. But Natalia, I don't think Natalia's going to win. I don't see Nikki. Well, Nikki Ash now. But Nikki, <laughs> I admit, I, I like it. <laughs> I, I do too. I like it. She, <laughs> the reason I like it is because she seems to be enjoying herself. Yes. And yes, this is the first time in a while that they've done anything with her, and she really seems to be enjoying it. So, I'm I'm all for it. Um, I don't think they're going to give it to Oscar. Oscar's already won it once. I. Unfortunately, they're not going to give it to Naomi, even though Naomi is long overdue. Yeah. Uh, I don't see them giving it to Alexa Bliss with the character that she's got right now 
I don't see the the money in the bank briefcase working well with that gimmick. Uh, and she's won in the past as well. Yeah, she's won in the past as well. I think it's and they're not like I said, they're never going to do anything with Liv Morgan, unfortunately, either. Uh, I think Zelina Vega is going to be the one who wins it. I think she's going to win it. I think she's going to do what any smart heel does and she's going to let everybody else do the work and she's going to sneak in on the back end and win it. But you know, that actually fits with her character though. Exactly. Exactly. It does. Um, you remember the women's rumble a couple of years ago where she got thrown through the ropes. Yeah. So she she gets under the ring. Yeah. Yep. Then she popped up the one time and Hornswoggle popped his head out. Yeah, dude, I laughed so hard. Hornswoggle. Well, they also have a, a TBD, and I'm thinking, is that because of the the deal with Carmella and Bianca? Yeah, because yeah. Car- Carmella was in it, and so they pulled her out, added Liv Morgan, and then later, I didn't know they added Tamina, but I know they added Natalia. I don't know why you would add your women's tag team champions in the match. I mean, one of them, yes, but both of them doesn't make any sense. But Hmm. neither one of them are going to win anyway. Even if they're both in the match, we know they're not going to win. I think Natalia, she's kind of become like the Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, she's like the gatekeeper for the up and coming. Yeah, she is very dependable. She she can give you a great match. Yeah. her you know she's already on the downslide of her career but i mean it's still she's still great and she's still better than most of the women on there it's she's just not the one i could see holding the world title yeah you know um I, yeah yeah and she, i mean she's already had a couple of world titles and i just don't think they see her in that role anymore uh because she had the divas title and then she had the smackdown women's title so she's had a couple of reigns with, you know, women's championships. And then Tamina, I was extremely happy for Tamina when they won the tag titles. Because, I mean, she's, you know, she's 10 years she's been there and done everything they've asked of her. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that she finally got some sort of, you know, championship recognition. And she looks pretty good for her age, too. I mean, she's like yeah. in her 40s. Yeah. You know, and she looks like she, I mean, like late twenties, early thirties. I mean, she can mm-hmm. pass for that. So um, now I'm sitting there thinking about the TBD part. Really. Um, I can't I, believe that Shayna Baszler is not in this match. Maybe that could be the surprise. Either that or, or Eva Marie. Because uh, the way I they, hope been, I hope not too, because I'm not, I'm like, she comes out there and I'm just starting to roll my eyes. But I could see even Marie coming out there being the other person. However, her having Dewdrop do yeah. the dirty work for her, and then she comes in there and, you know, um, does like the last hit and says, oh, I'm, I'm you know, it. Yeah. Um, I hope that doesn't happen, but I could see it happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see it happening. But, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Zelina Vega, but I don't think she'll cash in the same night because no. I think she'll I think she'll hold on to it so that she can get the SmackDown Women's Title. Right, and her character, I mean, is very sneaky and very yeah. calculating. So it, that yeah, would very, make sense. Yeah. 
yeah, she's not going to she's not going to take a chance of not winning the title by cashing in early. She's gonna she's gonna wait until her best chance to get it. Now the men, you know, we have Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Okay, here's what I'm afraid they're gonna do. And this is no disrespect to who I'm about to call out. But I'm afraid they're going to give it to Drew McIntyre, and I hope they don't. Oh, Lord, yeah. I hope they don't. And I like Drew McIntyre. I like Drew McIntyre. He was a great champion. But it's it's time for somebody else. Mm -hmm. But he may not be because the stipulation of his last match with his Hell in a Cell match was that as long as Bobby Lashley is champion, he does not get a shot at the title. So if he were to win money in the bank, he still couldn't cash it in on Bobby Lashley because he still has the, he would storyline wise, he'd still have to abide by that stipulation. So I'm hoping that that keeps him from winning the match. Honestly, I would love to see Ricochet win this match. I don't think they're going to do it, but I would love to see him win this match. Honestly, I think it'll be Seth Rollins. So uh, you're thinking Seth? Well, I, mean, I think, maybe I think Seth for... will be, yeah, I think Seth will be the one t- that I think that they're going to have Seth win it. I think I my personal pick would be Ricochet, but the smart move for me would be Big E. Yes, it's time. It's time to move Big E to the main event. Uh, yeah, because I'm actually wanting Big E to win uh, because, like you said it would be smart to move him to them because Big E is amazing. I I don't like them pull him off the new day, but at the same time, it's not, not that it's holding him back, but Big E is a very, very good singles wrestler. Yes. And, yes. you know, of course, actually, so is sort of Kofi and Xavier Woods, yeah. you know, so that's one of the things it's like, man, they have such a great team, but at the same time, it's almost like you're holding them back by having them as part of this great team. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I could see if they have, if this is the first match of the night, be ready for a cash in later on. Yeah. Plus, plus, if they, if they need a big pop, you know, the, if that, if this is the first match of the night in front of fans for the first time, you know, since the pandemic, this needs to be, it needs to be, Okay, people aren't going to pop for Seth Rollins. He's already won it. He's right. already done the the WrestleMania cash in and all that. We know they're not going to give it to Nakamura because they're right. just not going to. He's already right now. He's the the this new apparently title they're having. Yeah, the, King. The, yeah, the King thing. Which I mean, he seems to be having fun. So more power to him. But yeah, uh, we know they're not going to give it to Kevin Owens. I love Kevin Owens, but they're not going to give it to him. Hopefully they don't give it to McIntyre. I, I don't see them giving it to Riddle. Uh, I don't, I don't see them giving it to Morrison. It, I don't see them giving it to Morrison. The only big pops that you're going to get, huge eruptions from the fans, is either Ricochet wins or Big E wins. Yep. Riddle's not ready for it. No, Riddle's not there yet. I think that's why... I know Randy Orton, him and Riddle, pushed for them to be a team. So maybe Randy's kind of helping him get there, but Riddle's not ready for that. Morrison is just not, 
I don't know. He's just, I don't look at John Morrison to see main event guy. I don't either. I, and I like, I like Morrison and I like him and Miz together. Um, and I especially like Morrison's entrance music. I don't know what it is when I hear it. I'm like, oh, there we go. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Nice music right there. Yeah, you, you still got that Jimi Hendrix vibe going. Yeah. Yes. And because yeah. he looks like Jim Morrison, of course, I mean, that's where he took the name, yeah. but he's got yeah. the music of Hendrix. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's definitely got the, you know, a lot of respect for, um, for that era of music. I mean, the ones who really put that on the map and yeah, you know, have a lot of respect for. But you're right. I don't see him as the main event guy. Um, I can see Ricochet doing it. And I'll tell you what, that match, the matches he and Morrison have been having lately against each other. Yeah, they have been. Oh my. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's Ooh. like Ricochet is capable of having that kind of match all the time. They just, I know Vince looked at him and then like, well, here's this, here's this small guy from the South because, you know, He's at first, yeah, because at first they used to announce him from Paducah, Kentucky, and then they just stopped doing it. Really? All of a sudden, I think Vince McMahon figured out that Paducah was, you know, Paducah, Kentucky's in the South. So it's like we can't say he doesn't like anything Southern unless it's Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but they still announce anytime the Hardys on there, they still say they're from Cameron. Yep. And like I said, I mean, Cameron, you know, is a little bitty town, but yeah. I think that might, that might've been because the Hardys weren't going to have anything else be their hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everywhere that they've gone, it's always been Cameron. Cameron. They've never like TNA, Ring of Honor, even now Matt's in uh, AEW, he's still announced from Cameron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the Hardys are just like, this is where I'm from and I'm not, we're not changing it. Right. And yeah, but seeing Ricochet when he had that move, which it's a one time thing now because the fans are going to be back. When he hit that press on Morrison. Oh, yeah. Oh, all the yes. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they're not going to be able to top that for a while. No. And Ricochet now, is amazing. He's just he like. I've like I've seen clips. I haven't found the whole match yet, but I've seen clips of him and Will Ospreay in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was uh, Best of the Super Juniors 2016, and just the stuff they were doing. Some fans were just like, "Oh, it's just a bunch of flippy stuff and all that," but the the athleticism and the precision it takes to pull off those moves is I just I have nothing but respect because I mean. For every fan that gets on Twitter and complains about it, how many people can actually pull that off and make it look believable? Right. And when the only thing about Ricochet, and it's not really a negative thing, Ricochet scares me every time he wrestles because he is just so intense with the a lot of the high flying moves. And yeah. he has to be very, very precise with those because if he's off an inch or two he's going to get oh, hurt, yeah. which, he, which he has yeah. actually gotten hurt yeah um but when he him and fed it was him and alistair black actually came up from nxt together yes and it was kind of an odd pairing for a team you know yeah. but i was like okay you know it didn't really fit with either one's character to yeah with the other one but uh but i mean it was still a pretty decent team but that's when i was really 
that was when I was really paying attention to Ricochet because I was like, okay, he got my interest now because I mean, he's all over the place and he's good. Yeah. And then they were pushing him and then all of a sudden they were burying him. Yeah. It's like he, he's feuding with AJ Styles, which you're always in a good place. If you're in a feud with AJ Styles, still at 40, 41, 42 years old, AJ still in the top 10 best wrestlers in the world, you know, there's nothing he can't do and he can make everybody else look good. And they're feuding over the U.S. title. It made the U.S. title feel important. And then all of a sudden, like you said, they're burying him. And then they do nothing with him. They stick him on main event forever. You know, nobody's nobody's watching that show. So, I, admit, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't even watch main event. I keep forgetting. Yeah, to I don't either. I've heard him and Mustafa Ali were having really good matches. I just. That's another one. Yeah. You know, Man, Mustafa Ali, he, he's man, he's good. Yeah, he's and, really good. And him and Ricochet together. Yeah. I, I okay, I need to go find some of these matches. Yeah, they're supposed to be they're supposed to have a, a feud like last month or so on before well, before he came, Ricochet came back to Raw on main event. They're supposed to have some really good matches on main event. I'll, I have to check that out because I haven't watched those yet. Yeah, because I mean, main events like, uh, okay, here. You know, we'll give you I mean, some work, I, I guess. <laughs> I'm so busy. I don't have time to watch a wrestling show on when it actually airs anyway. So I don't. Yeah. Um, what I could see happening, and I mean, I know this is kind of a long shot, is I could see Big E winning if if it's the first match of the night. Mm-hmm. I could see Big E winning. Then cashing in later on in the night on either Lashley or Kofi. I can see that. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, that he cashes in the WWE title, you know, the WWE title instead of the Universal title. Right. Because I don't think it's, to me, it's pointless to have somebody cash in on Roman because I don't see them taking the title off Roman. And I don't think they should take the title off Roman. Not yet, anyway. Now, do you think since we already think, you know, Bobby Lashley is going to end up beating Kofi. If Kofi, well, if Big E were to cash in, do you think Kofi would actually assist him? Or do you think maybe, you know, they, I think it would bring in money if they had Big E actually feuding against Kofi and Xavier. I thought that too. Um, But I read, actually read an article yesterday that uh, right after Kofi had lost the title, they uh, Vince McMahon wanted to split up the New Day and have them feud against oh, each other. Okay, that would and, have been horrible timing right there. Yeah, and the New Day refused. Yeah, all that, three of them were like, "No, we're not doing that." Whew. And they've got they've got enough pull to where Vince was like, "Okay, he didn't he didn't force he didn't force them to do it." But they were, Big E had, uh, he was on a podcast and I read a little insert, a little part of it. And he was saying how uh, right after Kofi Mania had died down, Vince wanted to break up the New Day and have them feud. And yeah, they were, they just flat out refused. They're like, we're, we're not going to do that. We don't ever see ourselves feuding against each other. Okay. Yes. If there's, if there's going to say no, then. Yeah, they, um, I think they've gotten so close. You know, they're like, you know, they're like brothers now. They really are so through all this, 
and, and I don't think they'd even be comfortable doing that. Yeah, because I remember when when they first started. I mean, I think a lot of people forget they were heels. Yeah, yeah, and that you know they were annoying, positive heels. Yeah. That eventually, everybody started kind of latching on to them because yeah. you know what these guys are entertaining. And they are one of the rare cases of where somebody got over in spite of how they were booked. Right. And because you know, they had the they had the preachy positivity mm-hmm. gimmick at first, and nobody was going for that. And then, but they eventually got themselves over. Yeah. And I know it was a couple of the pay-per-views when they were would they would give their spiel before the match. And one of them would say something, the other would go, message. And I started laughing, and the crowd kind of didn't really react. And I remember texting yeah. you going, hey, dude, you know what they just did? They said, yeah. message. And I'm like, yeah. and I got it. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> I'm like, maybe that reference may be a little dated now, but like, y'all need to go back a little bit and watch Don't Be a Menace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if y'all watch that, yeah, you'll get what you're talking about. Message, and they've done it a couple right. times, but it, yeah, nobody really caught on. So I think that's maybe why they stopped doing it because, yeah, the audience just wasn't really responding. Well, the the folks our age, you know, they would have called yeah. and said, ah, got it, you know. But, yeah, you know, the younger ones went, what, what, what? But the new, yeah, the new day's always been smart though. Like in that instance, they tried it, it didn't work, so they just moved on to something else. They didn't just right. try to you know, you know, keep on with it to try to push it. And it's like, well, that didn't work. We'll find something else. And I have a box of bootios. I mean, I know I sent you the, yeah, yeah, I got the box of bootios. My son wants me to open them up and eat them. I'm like, no, no, no. We're, keeping no. We're never going to open one, them. Cause one, you don't open those. That's a keepsake Two, right. They're going to taste terrible anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're just Cheerios. Yeah. Probably less flavor. That's all they are. I mean, they're just yeah, Cheerios or something. Yeah, like and they've been sitting in that box for so long. You do not want to eat those now. <laughs> oh, Lord, how long have I had those? Oh, it's <laughs> it's been a while. It's <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that they make sure you ain't booty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, but they went from that to now they do the pancakes. Yeah, you know, and it's still getting over. I mean, so they went from just because everybody would get kind of tired of. The syrup, okay, you got more booty. Oh, pancakes now. Yeah. You know, so they're they're always changing that. So they're trying to keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long they can keep sustaining it because, I mean, it's going on for a while. I mean, it, it's. Yeah, it's going on since, I don't know, it's been, what, 2015 or 2016? Yeah, something like that. Maybe. Five or six, they've uh, been making it. I don't think it was 2014. So yeah, I think you're right. 2015 is maybe. When yeah, I think they they've been making this work for about six years now. Wow. I mean, even even apart, they're still making it work. Because how many trios? And speaking of which, um, another podcast, the Slop Drop, uh, they are actually doing a show this week about trios. And they said, name your trios, and I'm like, of course, and everybody's gonna say the Freebirds, and a lot of people gonna say yeah. the New Day. So I'm like the Russians, the machines. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just throwing out names for them that yeah. we forgot about. Russians, machines, the shield. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, crap. Now I'm drawing a blank. I know there's more, but 
yeah, those listed alone are like will fill up like two or three shows. And think about this: how long the the Freebirds, um, because they started as a team in around 1980, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, first first it was Hayes and Gordy, and then Buddy Roberts was kind of they forced Buddy Roberts upon them, and they didn't like it at first, but then they realized why they yeah. needed him to, to complete the, um, the team. Yeah. And so they stayed the three of them all the way through the nineties, you know, or at yeah. least into the mid nineties when all of a sudden Michael Hayes shows up with his hair cut off, calling himself Doc Hendricks. Yeah. And Cause even when, even when, uh, buddy Roberts was gone, you know, and before Gordy started teaming with Dr. Death, you still had him helping Garvin and Hayes. Right. So you still had that trio. But that's so, the only, that's the only other trio I can think of that has lasted longer than the New Day. I mean, because even yeah. the Russians, the, the three of them were only they were just them for just a couple of years. Yep. yep. Um, Demolition were a trio for not very long. Crushers just brought in because of Bill Eady's health problems. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so I can't, I can't think of anybody else. So yeah, New Day, they've, they've had staying power. Yeah. Cause even like, even originally, you know, the NWO was, was a trio, but then it ballooned to half the roster. So yes, if they'd have kept them, it's just a trio. They, that would have been so much better because adding like all those, you know, lower mid card guys mate you, you got these three main event guys you know leading the charge running rough shot over wcw and then you start adding you start adding people and at first the people they added made sense i mean you add scott steiner makes sense you know dibiase's playing off his million dollar man gimmick he's the right. financial backer or whatever you add x Pac. But then you should have stopped because then you keep adding people and it's like, when does it stop? Right. And I remember every time they'd come out to do a promo, a lot of times it'd be at the end of the show. It looked like you're watching a bodybuilding competition where the guys are all stepping in front of each other to get into the camera to try to show whatever. I'm like, Mike, there's just too many people in the ring. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you've watered it down. It's not going to work. No. And, you know, but with the New Day, well, like you said, I mean, if they've already said that they won't split up, I mean, and they're saying this as a shoot, they're not going to split up. I mean, because they yeah. have grown so close um, and it just wouldn't, I mean, I think it would draw some money. However, um, if they're not comfortable doing it, because I mean, even some of the best wrestlers out there, um, if they don't like wrestling each other, because of whatever reason yeah it's, you know, it's the, not match, gonna work, the match isn't going to work right the chemistry is not going to be there um now do you think if they were to give it to mcintyre you know what he can't challenge bobby lashley but he could challenge roman he could challenge roman or he could challenge kofi yeah he could help kofi win it and then turn around and, and, cash, in. and yeah. cash in. That is true. That is a possibility. Yep. I didn't think about that, but that is true. 
And yeah, because like I said, Roman, they're they're not going to take that off of him until they can get their big money match with something like Brock. Speaking of which, have you seen the latest picture of Brock? Uh, I did. He's got the beard and he's got the ponytail thing. That, going. that whole top knot ponytail looking yeah. thing. And I'm like, and, he, and apparently he's working for a butcher. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he's not, you know, wrestling right now. You got you to earn money somehow. I give yeah. you that. <laughs> you know, from what, I, from what I've, from what I've read, I don't think he's going to be at SummerSlam. Um, does Canada still have their restrictions on travel? Um, I think they do. Okay. Yeah. So that, Unfortunately, that, that might hinder some stuff too. Yeah. Um, and who else were we talking about? Roman and The Rock. I mean, well, The Rock's making a movie right now. Uh, Roman and John Cena. Well, I think they're holding off on yeah. The Rock because I think next year at WrestleMania, I think they want that to be the main event. Okay. Um, as well. And, but it's just a lot of it depends on The Rock's schedule. And a lot of it depends on the rock schedule and how his insurance policy is set up because that's, that's very true. After, after the match he had with Cena where he got injured and had to have surgery, which pushed back a movie shoot by like, I think two or three months because he had to have surgery and then mm. recover. So his, uh, his insurance people were not too happy with him. Uh, <laughs> don't blame <laughs> Um, so if anybody else, any, any other of the guys were to win, cause yeah, cause I, I think you're right about the women's, even if they have the women's match first, I don't see a cash in happening. No. Um, but with the men, if Big E wins, I could see a possible cash in McIntyre, same thing. And Ricochet, I don't see him if he wins it which, I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance because they're pushing him again. I don't think he would cash in that night. No, I don't think he'd. I think he'd want to catch the champion off guard. Right. You know, so. Because I like the surprise element of the cash in. I don't like it when, I don't like it when people announce. Yeah. I'm cashing in. I'm cashing in on this pay-per-view. You know, the only time that ever worked was for Rob Van Dam at One Night Stand, just because of the surroundings, just because they were in, you know, the Hammerstein Ballroom, you know, the old ECW stomping grounds and stuff that worked. But everybody else that has like announced it, it's like, that's not the point of the, that's not the point of the uh, briefcase. Like I said, I'm still proud about the one time I definitely called it correctly, and it was out there when I said Seth Rollins is going to cash in at WrestleMania. Yeah, yep, you were yep. right. And the the one thing I did get wrong about it though, I said he will cash in as soon as the match ends. Him running out there making a triple threat match. Now that I was like, okay, I got yeah, the cash in part right. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to come out in the middle of the match and make it a triple threat. I yeah, I was like you. I figured if he did cash in, he'd wait till it was over. Wait till it was over. Um, Make a triple threat. I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's actually all the matches there. Yeah, we've actually hit yep. them all. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yep. they've only got six matches booked. Now, knowing WWE, they may throw in some type of filler match to the pre matches because the US title is not listed. Um, 
so I could see them throwing Sheamus against somebody. Yeah. The US title. Uh, who did he go against the other day? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I know he beat him pretty quick because he attacked him backstage. And then, right. like, as soon as the bell rang, he hit the bro kick and won. Um, it was over. But I can't think. I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, I mean, that tells you how well they. That tells you how well they push, yeah. push people when. Because the guy was with Andrade and Zelina for a little bit. Yeah. I cannot think of it right now. I can't either. I can't think of his name. But oh well, I mean we'll we'll both think of it later on and go. Yeah. Right, I know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I'm looking forward to watching it, and just because it's the first pay per view back in front of a live crowd, uh, I think yeah. that'll add the element that's been missing. You know, because the Thunderdome, just I've actually participated in the Thunderdome. Be honest with you, from this side, it's kind of a letdown because they're they're literally telling you. Um, what to say well of course i mean i actually wore these uh, yeah these headphones with the mic while I, I was doing it and i did see myself on camera once and i managed to get a screenshot of it i'm like all right cool i'm famous <laughs> <laughs> so, like we're done we're done now i got we're it. done now and and it's such a pain because when you try to get in there sometimes they even say okay you're slotted for this time you try to get in there and you don't always get in and i'm like y'all told me i was in well two the slots all filled up what no it's like, and, how's the slot filled up when you gave me this spot? <laughs> exactly. And they, they're they telling you, the producer is at literally coming on going, okay, now, guys, it's time to boo. Okay, now it's time to cheer. Let's hear them cheers loud. I'm like, but I don't want to cheer. You know, yeah. or I don't want to boo. I want to cheer yeah, for that person. I don't like that either. It's like just – and then when they started piping in, like, crowd noise and stuff. and. I'm going to guess, I don't know for sure, obviously, but I'm going to speculate that came about because there were some of the wrestlers who they wanted them to boo and they were cheering and then they were same thing. They wanted them to cheer them instead. They were booing them. And so they had to pipe in, you know, yeah. kind of like the Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg kind of yeah. same thing. Yeah. You know, so it, it was not natural. Um, yeah. so, well, that's you know, like when they they wanted people to, you know, at first they wanted people to boo Rhea Ripley. They wanted her to be healed. So they're telling people to boo her. And then they're telling people to cheer because she's facing Charlotte and they wanted Charlotte to be the heel. Then they decided they wanted Charlotte to be the face. And it's like, can we just get like a clear definition of who's heel and who's face in this and let the uh, thing. It's going to be very interesting to see people, how many people get booed that WWE doesn't think should be booed hmm. come Sunday. Cause I think Charlotte's going to get booed. I think Roman is going to get more cheers than they think. Because they like the character now. Yeah. Because people like the character. I think Lashley's going to get cheered. Cause people like what Lashley's doing. Mm -hmm. And he honestly, seems like such a likable guy. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Too. And I think Drew McIntyre is going to get booed simply because he's been kind of pushed into, you know, he's, you know, he earned his way into the main event spot. I'm not saying that, but after a while, it's like, okay. And, you know, 
we got to move on to other people. There's nothing wrong with coming back to Lashley down. The, I mean, back down and back line? And down the line. Yeah. But there's some other people who've been working just as hard who should get some opportunities. Because it gets boring after a while if it's just the same guys. It, it you know, they nice. did remember what they did with AJ and Shinsuke over the WWE title. They had like four or five pay per view matches in a row over the title. And it's like, if you're not going to switch the title, then what's the point? Right. And kind of like how many times do they have Orton and Cena? Oh, Lord. Or, or, or Orton and Triple H. And it's like, We've seen this. We know how it ends. It's like, it's old now. Move on. What's that mean with, was it Craig Robinson? I see it. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so About a hundred times. Yes. Yeah. It's and, like when they, when they didn't have anybody else to face Cena, they'd be like, oh, well, okay. We'll just turn Randy Orton heel and throw him in there. And it's yeah. like, Randy could be in the middle of a feud over here. And it's like, oh, we don't have anybody for Cena at the next pay-per-view. So. We'll just shuffle Randy over here and for no right. reason at all. Um, and I think the, one of the reasons I want to see Cena and Roman um, actually have a match is because remember a couple of years ago when it seemed like there was a little bit of legitimate heat between them because when Roman was, this was right about the time Roman said suffering succotash, which yeah. he should have looked, he should have read that and said, no, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, yeah, and he should have pulled the CM Punk and been like, and just tore up that script and be like, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah. And then when John Cena came, of course, we, and we know John Cena, he's one of the few that allowed to do a promo just right off the cuff. Yeah. Because Cena, I mean, he has those kind of skills. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. him and the rock both. I mean, they just come, they're just quick. Yeah. But when Cena looked at him and said, it's a promo Roman, you better learn how to do them. If you want to be the top dog. Yeah. And I think that was legit. Yeah, I think so too. And I think now, when if they can do that, if they get that match for SummerSlam, I think one the promos are going to be great because you got Roman in the like I said final boss mode, and he's just gonna Roman says so much without saying a whole lot. Like mm -hmm. he has mastered like just body language, and it's just. Like everything he does is just perfect. Anybody who wants to be a, a really good wrestling heel needs to watch what Roman's doing right now. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's, that's what you do. And I think they, he's, he was one of the captains of the football team at Georgia tech when he was there. Yeah. Yep. And I think part of that is coming back out. You know, yeah. Thankfully, because I mean, they're not going to put you as a captain if you can't, lead right yeah you know so to know how to lead you you're going to have to know how to talk and so i think they may have been finally letting up some and letting reigns have the reins yeah so to speak so well if i know romans roman had said when he came back you know uh when he first came back he's he told vince i'm only coming back if i'm allowed to be healed yeah he's like if i'm not going to be healed and i'm just going to stay home yeah, they're booing me anyway yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what he said. They're booing me anyway. I may as well just go with it, mm -hmm. be healed, and give them what they want anyway. Right. So, but anyway, my friend, so we have covered everything. And uh, I think as it stands right now, we are going to continue doing this on Thursday nights. Yep. 
Um, I think it'd be a, a great idea. And next Monday, we I'm also going to be coming back with, uh, should be coming back with Kyle on Monday nights. And that one will actually be live. And we will have to schedule to you be on there as well at some point. Yeah. Uh, that way we'll have all three of us on there. And I, cause I think that'll lead to a very, very good discussion of wrestling because we all three come with different viewpoints and uh, three seems to be a pretty good number also. Yeah. 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 So, um, but as those plans come to fruition, you know, we'll make more announcements about it. And hopefully, you know, they enjoy it because I've, I've been enjoying this as well. I enjoy doing it with Kyle. I enjoy doing it with you. You know, so yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot. Yep. So, cool. uh, and so we will, we're going to keep that fun going. That's the plan right now. We're going to keep it going. And, um, you know, we don't have an idea for next week yet because we weren't sure how it's going to go, but we've been pretty good about coming up with them. Even if it's literally last minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we still managed to, I think, have a pretty good time. So, yeah. All right, my friend, until next week, uh, I'll be talking at you, and God bless you. All right. Same to you, man. See you. See ya.